Welcome to Earth, A Love Story. I'm your host, Robin Lassiter. This is a solo episode. I hope you enjoy. I've seen her lately, dancing slowly in a dark doorway. Parts of her body are revealed in a shaft of light, and her hips and lips are iridescent like raven wings and scarab shells. Or is it like they're made of scales? Is that what I'm seeing there as she writhes and dances, her eyes locked on mine? Oh yes, I remember now. I remember her. She is Snake Woman, and she is dancing and slithering her way out of a too tight skin. I've heard of her, and seen her and other women as they come to life and I've definitely sloughed off my own outgrown skins and bodies and towns and strife. But this is different. This isn't a metaphor. She isn't in my mind. She isn't an idea I can mine and frack for a way to claw myself back. She's real. Her own animate self. And she's here for me now. And I have to say she is enticing, with those dark eyes and that dark writhing that's not performing for a male gaze. She's annoyed I've even brought that image in and she rolls those dark eyes at me again. At first I thought I was supposed to draw her out of the dark into the light, but now I see she loves the night. It's me who's been up above too long. She's not coming out. She's drawing me down and in. Time again to go within. Time to get low and slow and muddy and bloody. Belly on the earth. Time to find out who I am again. Time to show my worth. Who am I without that part of me that's clinging to a false, fleeting ease? Time for another round of deconditioning and a deeper release. I can't be what anyone else wants me to be. I am dying once again. Dying to be me. I have accepted it as a truth of my life that thresholds will continue to appear, beckoning me to step across. While I have a long history as a risk taker, a cliff jumper, a leap and the net will appearer, I am also truly and deeply a lingerer. I am a toe dipper, a dawdler, a loiterer. I know how to hang out in doorways, not fully in, not fully out. Thresholds are scary. We approach them because we are called to... It sounds like a big fun adventure, or it feels like a pressure that won't relent, or it is bringing us to the thing we can't not do. These are some of the things that the crossing of the threshold contains, in no particular order. Loss, transformation, letting go, death, birth, fear, courage, grief, joy, Shedding, growth, pain, ecstasy, gifts, novelty, the unknown. 
So, you know, lots of things. Now, as I approach thresholds, I at least have a framework for this familiar slash unfamiliar territory. The fact is that much of our culture exists in the false certainty of either or. In truth, this life is the land of paradox. It is the realm of both and. And as I stabilize the space inside of me, as I strengthen my container through honoring my body and my nervous system and my soul work, I am more able to peacefully and gently hold that paradox, steady as she goes. I know I will step over this threshold. I always do, eventually. I know that I will work with my resistance, safely, slowly, at the pace of my most vulnerable self. I will ready myself for this next threshold that is beckoning. I know that it will likely contain all of the things, in varying degrees of intensity. It is a deep relief to experience the both and and not need a resolution. Yes to it all. Yes. Yes. It all exists. And in that yes, I am better able to bear the unknown, better able to trust life, and to trust the self in me that said yes to this journey to begin with. I forgot about her. I forgot about that healthy maiden, the fool archetype in the tarot, who took the leap, stepped off the cliff, was down for the fucking adventure. I can trust her. I am able to trust the impulse that brought me to this threshold. And while stepping into the unknown will certainly require a shedding of something that no longer serves, the deep truth that is promised is that the unknown is also full of gold and gifts and elixirs and fresh new life. Both and. If I don't let go, I'll never really know. I woke up this morning with those words swirling. If I don't let go, I'll never really know. If I don't let go, I'll never really know. This season has been a deep invitation to release and surrender. There's a gentle pull on my shoulders enticing me to lean back, encouraging me to draw away from the safety of things known, beckoning me to free fall into the groundless, welcoming, mysterious void. I know it is her calling me, the goddess, the earth, Life herself, soundlessly rumbling through my bones. This is not the high and far call of the heavenly divine. This is not a pulling up and away, the call of the aesthete to ascend out of the mud and muck and grief of this time. This is life, as she is, coursing through me, rolling through my own instinctual flesh-and-blood animal body. This is not a call from above to transcend. This is a call from below to go within. I resist. This is that clinging that the Buddhists are always on about. This is the fear, the holding on, the grasping and gasping I can't do without. 
this is the thinking that there is an external thing, some big authority out there, that will tell me how and where to go. This is the fear of getting it wrong, the fear of death, and the longing for a directive, a policy, a plan, a big right and wrong in the sky telling me what to do to make sure I'll never die. No letting go, no little deaths, no big deaths, just the clinging, frenzied panic of a lie. The lie that there is nothing that will ever die if I just try, if I'm good enough, if I hold on hard and shut my eyes. But behind my tight, shut eyes, I see a glimmer of my future if I believe the lies. If I don't surrender, if I don't trust life, I will still die. A shadow shell split apart with this unsung song in my unsung heart. If I don't let go, I'll never really know. The body sets the pace. A dear friend sent me a lovely note, and on the back of it she attached the quote, Once upon a time when women were birds, there was a simple understanding that to sing at dawn and to sing at dusk was to heal the world through joy. The birds still remember what we have forgotten, that the world is meant to be celebrated. Terry Tempest Williams And it resonated so much because lately I've lost touch with how to move at the artificial pace of the relentless machine, and I am beginning to feel the flow and energy of our precious planet, the pace of the earth, and I'm delighted to know how slow she wants to go. The call to joy that I received is still ringing, and the journey to joy is singing me into going slow. My body sets the pace, and sometimes it wants to climb into bed at 6 p.m., and sometimes my body wants to sit by a river, and sometimes it wants to walk up and down hills and pump my lungs, and sometimes it wants to lounge and read and take salt baths and make slow meals, and sometimes it wants to talk to friends. Everything that it wants, though, is slow, is in the moment, is unrushed and present and here. My body has opted out of the artificial race and the artificial pace, and it's terrifying, because if I'm not in that world, how will I get my worth? Who will hold me? How will I survive if I don't grind myself into dust in the pursuit of stuff? Who am I if I'm not earning my safety, my security, my right to survive, my right to stay alive? How can I live and have a voice and sing at dawn and heal the world through joy when the world is relentless and I must earn my very existence? Figure it out, says my body, because I'm not doing that anymore. The voice of Eresh Kagel is clear these days. She's down there, my wounded, unheard self, down in the underworld of my belly. She is calling out to be heard. She is the ignored voice of the earth, the abandoned voice of our innocence, the one who wants to play and create and be joyful, 
but her joy and innocence has turned to rage as I keep pushing her away, pushing her off to the side. Later, I say, later, not now, someday. The water, she cries, the animals, she rages, your own belly and bones and heart and throat, she anguishes. Later, I say, not today. Well, finally she's had enough, so she flips the switch and all the light is snuffed. Something pops and now I can't ignore her anymore because she's not just my little wounded, abandoned maiden. She is also my body. She is my nervous system. She is my life force and my creativity. And she's had e-fucking enough. Come down here, she beckons. I'll teach you how to die, and how to rise, and how to go slow, and how to open your eyes to drink in the day, and how to love in the moment, and how to play. I will show you what it means to be, with the cycles of the moon and water and animals, and your own belly and bones and heart and throat. Come down here and listen to me. I will teach you how to unyoke yourself from this mad race, from this mad place. I will remind you what it is to sing at dawn and dusk and celebrate the world with joy and grace. And you will learn what it is to let the body set the pace. Trusting the Grace of Seasons The overculture is loud and fast. The predominant frequency is more, now, again, hurry, fast. I can't hear it anymore without feeling a tremendous grief deep in my bones. It is a frenzied race that requires earning a living, earning our place. We must prove our worthiness to simply exist. If we are not productive, we're not going to last. It requires that we pay to play, and on top of all of that, the game is rigged at the end of the day. The game is full of rushing and suffering and fear and turning a blind eye and never slowing down long enough to shed a tear. There's never enough time, never enough space to let ourselves become overwhelmed by the enormity of the grace of life, the natural slow pace. It's not easy, impossible maybe, to opt out of this frenetic energy. We all feel it. We all know. There aren't easy solutions. It's hard to go slow. My mind has rolled all of this around for years, and my body has held the fear and I've run from it without an answer until I retreat back in. I go back into the overculture and try again. And again I run and roll and strive and fail. I don't fit in. Lately, though, there's a new frequency I can hear. She is calling my high heart. She is beckoning gently. She is pulling me slowly down to rest on her soft green ground. Life herself, nature, Mother Earth, our planetary consciousness holding a steady call a gentle and persistent invitation to settle and rest and let myself fall. 
Walk with me, she whispers. Watch the sky. Feel the wind against your skin. Hear the rain and cry. Then stand up with the sun and run and run and collapse in a bed of grass. Notice how slow I want to go and how everything will pass. It becomes precious when you notice how everything will pass. There is a grace in the seasons, a reason for the ebb and flow. There is a natural course, a rising inhale, and then a falling, letting go. This will pass. Everything will pass. How do you want your life to go? Slow down, she says, and listen. Tune in to the grace of the seasons. Trust me, I know. What if this is what awakening feels like? What if we go through this journey so excruciatingly slow? Because as we're feeling and as we're healing, as we're learning to let go, we anchor it through the physical self so that it becomes real this feeling and healing. Real and not something that happens somewhere else, outside of us, in the sky. No beings coming to rescue us from elsewhere, away and high. Instead, it is coming up through the soles of our feet, from the earth herself, showing us how to feel and how to heal, showing us a new way to be showing us what it means to move from evolution through suffering to evolution through joy and creativity. Don't abandon the great round, the uncried cry, or you'll be stuck forever in the illusion, elsewhere and high. And that, my friends, is why it is vital that the feminine be included in the conversation around non-human intelligence, aliens, UAPs, mystical experiences, out of body, all of the things that we are opening to, all of the things that we are beginning to integrate as a species. We're going through this big expansion of consciousness and the only way that we can hold it is in the body. And the body, like the feminine, like the earth, like the nervous system, like the wounded inner child, has been relegated to the shadow lands. We must unearth and resurrect her if we are to truly integrate and embody what is to come. Special thanks to Morgan Jenks for our musical soundscapes. You can find more information about his work and support his newest album by checking the show notes. If you'd like to support our work, please consider becoming a patron. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash Robin Lassiter. And for more information or to book a one-on-one session with me, visit honeyheart.org.